Thanks for joining us today. We'd love to hear how God is using this ministry in your life. We encourage you to share your story with us at info at fellowshipgj.com. Also, if God is using this ministry to impact you, we want to encourage you to partner with us financially. You can do that online at fellowshipgj.com. Pick the giving option that works best for you and help us to continue to bring the message of Christ to our community and beyond. Again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's message. I can still remember the great excitement I had anytime I would find one of the first gifts underneath the Christmas tree. And I remember I, I was always wanting to know what was I going to find in those gifts. And I was the ornery kid. So my parents had to put rules on me that I couldn't touch anything before Christmas because they'd come in and they'd find me like shaking the box, trying to figure out what was in the box. How many ornery kids did we have in here? I found out that I married someone who was more ornery than myself because I used to shake the boxes but my wife actually admitted to me when she was a kid, she used an X-Acto knife and unwrapped her presents, <laughs> looked at them to see what they were, and then wrapped them back. And their parents never found out about them until tonight. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but sometimes the anticipation, we get so excited as kids about Christmas going, what am I going to find this Christmas? And it's a fun question to ask. Is it really fun if you're a parent to ask a kid, what do you want for Christmas this year? What are you hoping to find for Christmas this year? And it's really cool because anytime you ask a kid, they know exactly what they want and they can start listening it off for you. It's like, oh yeah, I want this game and I want uh, this phone and I want these headphones. It's like, they know. And it's really fun to ask a little kid because little kids will give you crazy answers. Like, I, I want like a pet unicorn. <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. Or I want to ride on a rocket ship. Like, I hope that works for you. That's great, you know? But when we're, when we're little, we, we know what we're searching for. And now my girls, like they're getting older. I got teenagers now. So I didn't even get to ask the question, what do you want for Christmas this year? Because it was November 1st. They start texting me like shopping list of what they wanted. I'm like, apparently dad needed some help. I didn't do good enough last year. So it's like, they're telling me because we know, see Christmas time is a time where we're searching for things. We're looking for things. And you, you've been searching. You're searching for the perfect parking spot around the mall, right? Maybe searching for the perfect gift, the perfect bargain gift. Maybe you've been searching this season for a little quiet, a little peace. I wonder, I wonder what are you searching for this Christmas? And if you were to be honest, have you found what you've been searching for? Because we can miss it. In fact, do you recognize that most people miss the meaning of the first Christmas because they were too busy? That, that the first Christmas, when, when Jesus came on the scene, when God sent his son, most people missed it because there was a census that was taking place in, in uh, all of, of Roman's empire. So we see that the people were busy. They were moving around. They had to get um, all their family affairs in order and they were traveling. So innkeepers were busy trying to figure out where are we gonna put all these people? There was business, there was commerce taking place. There was travel going on. It was hectic. It was crazy. In fact, most people missed it. The Bible says the only people that caught the true meaning of the first Christmas were people who were looking for it. People were searching for it. In fact, there's a group of men um, that were shepherds that were out in the field. The Bible records in Luke chapter two that an angel came in and spoke to them about this and said, this will be assigned to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. 
Okay, and then if we skip down to verse 15, it says, when the angel had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see, let's go search for this. Let's go look, let's go and see the thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. See, you're gonna find what you're looking for. And we see that, that these shepherds, they, they found the true meaning of Christmas. They found the son of God because they were looking for him that Christmas time. The Bible records another group of men, the, the wise men who were searching for Jesus. This is recorded in Matthew chapter two. It said, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, magi or wise men from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw a star when it rose and we have come to worship him. What's interesting is we don't know very much about the wise men, but what we do know is that they were searching for Jesus and they found him. I wonder, what are you searching for this Christmas? And I mean, if we were to be honest, if we were like, let's not just be shallow, but what, what, not just what you're hoping to find under a tree, but what are you looking for? Because Jesus makes a promise to us. He says, if you seek, you, you will find. Right? Asking the door will be opened. So if God is saying, if you're looking for me, you're going to find me. That if, if you're looking for my presence, if you're, if you're looking for the true meaning of what all this is about, you, you're going to find it. So I think a better question, if we know that God is saying, you're going to find what you're looking for, is not what, what do you want to find for Christmas, but what will you find this Christmas? And my prayer for you, for every person in this room, for our whole church family, for every guest in here, my prayer for you is that you would find two things. That you, before you leave here today, you would find his forgiveness and you would find his presence. First is forgiveness. You might ask, why all this? You know, why, why did God send his son, his one and only son, Jesus, to come to earth? Why do we come together every year and celebrate Christmas? Why all of this? Well, the Bible explains it very plainly to us in 1 Timothy. It says this, it says, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Man, that's good news. That's really good news for me. Like he's saying, he looked down and he saw that there was a world full of people who were messed up who've got sin, what is sin? It's like, cause I mean, we could, we could take it to extreme and think sin is like really bad people, but sin is just missing the mark. Like, and, and I didn't set the mark. The church didn't set the mark. God set the mark, right? And he said, he said that we need a relationship with him. And anytime outside, we try to act outside of a relationship with him, that we have sin in our lives. And he said that, that there's no one that has hit that mark on their own, that we all have sin in our lives. In fact, uh, Romans 3.10 says, for there's no one righteous, not even one. So he's saying, we all have sin. And he's looked down in, in, in the Christmas story shows us that what did he do? He's, he decided to send his only son, Jesus, to come and offer a, a way for you and I to be forgiven and have relationship with him. Because what has sin done? It's, it's separated us from God. Every time we decide that we want to try to do life on our own, every time we, we have thoughts where we're, no, I, I want to do life my way, we, we, we pull farther and farther away from God and God goes, listen, I, I want to make a way for you. So I'm going to set up a trade where I'm going to take my son and I'm going to send him to live a perfect and a holy life. And he's going to be righteous. He's, gonna, he's never going to fail. And he is going to die on the cross for our sins. 
And if you will receive him, if you will receive the forgiveness that I offer you, then he's a, I, he will take your sin and your shame and he will take the punishment on the cross that we all deserve. And in trade for that, he is gonna give us righteousness and he'll give us holiness so that we can have an eternal relationship with God. He's a, it's a free gift. And he said, I, I give this to you. All you have to do is just receive my son, Jesus. But I think what a lot of us do and why some of us struggle in our walk with God is we, we try to earn something that we can't earn because he gives it to us for free. And we think, no, I, I need to earn it first. I need to, if I could just somehow get my life figured out, if I could stop messing up, if I could just stop cussing so much, or if I could stop going onto that website, or if I could just get this this alcoholism or this addiction in control. If I could get that in check, then I'll start working on my relationship with God. But God's going, no, no, no. He said, I'm giving you a gift for free. And that's, you can't be good enough on your own. So what I'm doing is I'm giving you the free gift of forgiveness. Just ask for forgiveness and I offer it to you. And the only way you get that is through a relationship with Jesus. So my prayer for each and every person in this room is that you would, you would find forgiveness this year. You'd find forgiveness tonight, this Christmas. And there might be many of you that you've had a relationship with God. And, and maybe it was years ago, maybe it was months ago. And for whatever reason, you feel like you've walked away. Maybe you've failed and, and you've, you've gotten to a point where like you don't wanna even come back and apologize for the same thing again. You're like, I, I, I'm embarrassed to come back and say, God, I'm sorry, I did that again. And it, I know how that feels. It's like the same issue over and over and over again. I've asked for forgiveness a million times and here I am again. And, and you find yourself here tonight. Well, the Christmas story explains so much about God's love for us, how when he extends forgiveness to you and I, he, he didn't do so with an expiration date. <laughs> Like, like uh, I extend it to you now, but, but, but it's, it's gone tomorrow. No, he, he loves us and he loves you. And it doesn't matter how long it's been and how, how far away you feel like you've walked from God, his, ex, his extension of his forgiveness is still available to you. So my prayer for you is that you'd find forgiveness this Christmas and recognize that if anyone were to give us a gift, we wouldn't just leave it wrapped underneath the tree. And God is saying, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm giving this to you. Would you receive it? Would you receive Jesus? And with that is the second thing I, I pray every one of us would find is his presence. See, his, his presence is the greatest present that you and I could experience this Christmas. And it's the greatest present that we can experience every day of our life is that he makes himself available to us that he wants to be with you. In fact, we see this in the Christmas story, Matthew 1, 23. It says, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. <laughs> that he wanted it to be very clear when I send my son, Jesus, like one of the things we're gonna call him is Emmanuel because I want you to never forget that I'm with you. I want you to never forget that, that, that I choose you. I choose to be with you in good times and in bad. Do you recognize that that's what we see in the middle of the Christmas story? Is that God loves you so much, he, he wants to be with you. And he wants to be with you in the good times and, and help you in life. In fact, he, he tells us he has plans for us plans for good and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future, that he wants to give you wisdom and he wants to give you direction. 
He wants to give you joy and peace and happiness. He wants to give you all the sorts of things that would make your life better. He wants to be with you in the good times, but not just the good times. We have a God that wants to be with you in the difficult times too. Because for many of us, Christmas is a time of celebration. It's exciting. But Christmas is also a time where there can be some sadness. It can be some difficulty. Because for many of us in this room, if you've lived any life at all, you, there's been some experiences and relationships that are hurt. And there's been some loved ones that were part of your life that are no longer there. Maybe, maybe for some of you, there's, you're going to sit around a table and there might be an empty chair this year because a loved one has passed away. And there's difficulty that comes in different stages of our life. There's difficulty that comes in Christmas, but there's such a comfort that comes with recognizing that God's presence is available to you, that he's here with you in good times and in bad. In fact, with his presence comes peace. And I think a lot of times we look for situations to be good in order for us to have peace. If my circumstances are good, if everything works out right, then I'm gonna be at peace, but no, God wants his presence to be with us so that he can give us peace in the midst of a difficulty, in the midst of sadness, in the midst of, of a hard time. And there's so much comfort that, knows, that comes with us knowing that he's with us. I remember when my daughters were really little, they would play like maybe in the next room or on the other side of the couch where they couldn't see me. And, and every once in a while they'd say, hey, daddy, daddy, daddy. And I was like, yes, girls? They, hi. <laughs> well, hi. And they just go back to playing their dolls or whatever it was. And just after a few minutes, hey, daddy, daddy, daddy. Yes, girls, I'm right here. Yes. Um, hi. <laughs> and I started recognizing that as a young father, what were they doing? They, they were just looking for the comfort of knowing I was still there. The comfort of knowing I was still with them. And, and there's so much comfort with just recognizing that our heavenly father, he, he's still with you. And he's been there all along. And I think for some of you this Christmas, what, what I hope you would do and what you might need to do is stop and ask and say, God, are you still there? God, are, are you with me? And I, because just like any good father would do, your heavenly father is gonna say, yeah, I've been with you all along and I'm here with you now. And, I, and I've been with you all through the good times and all through the bad times. And we could start to look back and you might be able to start to recognize looking back, you know, he was with me and kept me from getting in that car accident. And he was with me when I went through that relationship struggle. And he was with me all along. He, he's helped me all along. And when we start looking back, we could start recognizing because now we're searching for him. We're starting to look for him this Christmas. We can start rec recognizing his presence has been with us all along. It's kind of like if you've ever bought a new car, you've experienced this. When you, you've got it in your mind, I really want to get like a red SUV or something like that. And you're like, so you go to the car lot and you buy it. And you're like, this is the coolest car. And you're proud of yourself. You're driving off the lot, you know, sitting a little taller. Like, I, I feel like I look good in this car, right? And then what happens right when you drive off the lot? You're like, look, there's another red SUV. And th there's another one. You're like, man, these, they're all, all of a sudden you start looking. You're like, they're all over the place. You drive by a parking lot, and that whole parking lot's full of red SUVs. You drive to your neighborhood, and your neighbors own a red SUV. You're like, how did I not ever see this before? It's not like the SUVs just popped out of nowhere. What happened? It's now you're looking for them, and you start seeing them everywhere. And the same thing happens with our walk with God. 
is we can be so distracted and so caught up in searching for other things that we miss the fact that he's been here with us all along. But if we start looking for him, if we receive his forgiveness and start saying, Jesus, can you, can you meet with me? Can you give me peace? Can you show me how to make it through this situation? You'll start recognizing he's here with me now. He's given me comfort now. I'm going through a difficult time, but, but he's here with me now. And we could start recognizing that your God who loves you has given us a promise. We said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. See, this Christmas, I, I hope you'll find what you're looking for. And I hope and I pray that you're, you're looking for forgiveness in a relationship with Jesus. And I hope and I pray that you're looking for his presence in your life because he offers that to you. And I don't want anyone to leave here without an opportunity to be able to receive that forgiveness. So here in just a moment, what we're going to do is we're going to have a traditional candle lighting service where we're going to sing another worship song. And while we do that, we're going to light candles as a picture of the fact that, that, that when Christ came into the world, he came into the world as the light of the world, as is said to us in the book of John. And, and that light to all mankind it, it, it comes and is extended to each and every one of us. And, and it spreads from one person to another where we start recognizing he loves each of us as individuals and wants that light to shine in each of our lives because because he cares that much about us. But before we do that, I feel like it's so important that we take just a moment and I wanna ask everyone to bow your head and close your eyes. And with no one looking around, I believe there are people in this room right now that you know, that you know, that you know, that you know, you need to ask Jesus for forgiveness. Now you need a relationship with God that you're, you're unsure about whether or not you have a home forever in heaven because you've never asked him to forgive you. And see, what God offers us is not that we would live a perfect life, not that we'd live a good life, but what he offers us is that since we are messed up, since we are sinners, he can offer us forgiveness so that you and I can have an assured relationship with him. So here, what I wanna do now is I wanna ask you in just a moment uh, that I'm gonna count to three. And on the count of three, I wanna ask every person in this room that you know that you need to ask Jesus for forgiveness to just raise your hand in your seat with no one looking around because I wanna pray with you here in a moment. I'm not gonna stand anyone up and embarrass anyone, do anything like that, but I wanna pray for you. So what uh, I wanna ask you to do, the Bible says um, in Hebrews, God says, if you hear my voice, don't harden your heart. And I believe right now that the Holy Spirit is, is speaking to you. God's talking to you right now. And he's starting, you're just feeling this tug like, now's the time. Now's the time to give your life to Jesus. Now's the time to receive forgiveness and to stop trying to earn a relationship with God, but to just receive the fact that he loves you and he forgives you. So if you need forgiveness, I'm gonna count to three. And on three, I wanna ask you to raise your hand one, you know who you are too. Jesus' love is extended to you. Three, with no one looking around, put your hands up right now. Thank you so much. There's so many hands going up right now. Thank you. Thank you. I see your hand. I see your hand. Thank you. Thank you. I know there, there, there are so many hands that just went up right now. What I want to do is I want us to pray as a church family together and ask God to forgive us of our sins. And this isn't like a magical prayer or anything. This is just a means of us connecting with God who loves us so much. So he, he tells us that if we uh, confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and we believe in our hearts that God raised him from the dead, we will be saved. So we're gonna pray right now and, and just confess that over our lives. So do this with me, church family, if you would repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm a sinner and I need forgiveness. 
I believe you came to this world. You died on the cross and you rose again for me. So please forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord and my savior. I ask you to lead my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I know that here in just a moment, what we're gonna do is we're gonna celebrate with those of you that just prayed that for the first time, but I'm praying for two things. I'm praying number one, for us to find forgiveness, but I'm praying number two, for us to find his presence. And and I think as a symbol uh, of uh, us doing this uh, candle lighting ceremony together, what what we're trying to do is we're trying to take our focus right now off of everything else because life is busy. It's hectic. We got parties we're going to. You're thinking about gifts. You're thinking about all the other things. But for just a moment, let's stop and let's pause and let's say, God, I want to see the light of your love in my life. And I want to see your presence in my life right now. So church family, I want to ask you if you would to stand to your feet with me. And we are going to light candles together. And after we sing this worship song together, I'm going to come back and we'll pray together again. Guys, this is exactly how the kingdom of God spreads. This is exactly what Jesus came to do is in the darkness of our sin, in the darkness of our lives, he he shined his light of his love and his forgiveness on each of our lives, his his presence in our lives. And And then what we do in turn is we start to share that light with our neighbors. We start to share that love. So it's not that we have everything all together, It's not that you're perfect. It's not that you're going to leave here and you're not going to mess up anymore. We're all messed up. What he offers us is we know that we have a relationship with him, not because I'm good, but because I'm forgiven. So that light of forgiveness starts to shine and we share that with one another and and it spreads out and it's our hope and our prayer that we would continue to be that light shining in our city to where our neighbors and our coworkers and our loved ones start to come into a relationship with Jesus like many of you just did tonight. So what we wanna do in ending the service is we wanna take just a moment and celebrate that because there was a lot of hands that went up that said, I just prayed and asked Jesus to forgive me of my sins for the first time. And if that was you, what I wanna ask you to do is go ahead so we can celebrate with you. You're in a room full of people that love you. Go ahead and hold your candle up high. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you see all of these hands that just came into a forgiveness, that just came into a relationship with Jesus. Thank God for that. I want to ask you too, if if you have received God's presence, if you feel like God has blessed you in any way in 2018 and you just want to testify that, hold your candle up high because our God is good, right? He's so good. Church, I pray that you'll find his forgiveness and I pray that you'll find his presence this Christmas. Now, I've got to be the bad guy, and I hate to do this, but I'm going to ask every person in the room now to go ahead and extinguish your candles. Uh, We'll go ahead and blow them out, and then um, I want to pray over you before we leave. We'll wait for every candle to be put out. All right. Let me pray with you before you leave. God, it is our prayer, uh, first off, to thank you for your love, to thank you for your presence and the fact that you offer us forgiveness. And we don't don't have to strive for your love, but you've already given it to us. So thank you for Jesus. Thank you that we celebrate that. 
We pray that we would experience your presence. And God, as we go out into this next year, help us to be your light, to shine the light of your love, your forgiveness of your presence on everyone we come in contact with. Thank you so much for your love. Thank you for this Christmas. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. I love you, church family. Merry Christmas. I hope you have a wonderful Christmas Eve. We will see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's message at Fellowship Church. If you have not made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now. The Bible says in the book of Romans, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved, Romans 10, 9. You can do that right now. I just wanna encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I am a sinner and I need forgiveness. Please forgive me of my sins. I believe that you are Lord, that you died on a cross for my sins and that you rose again. And God, I thank you for that. I ask you now to be my savior, to guide my life and to give me a home forever in heaven. And God, I ask you this in your precious son, Jesus Christ's name, amen. If you just prayed that prayer for the first time, or if you need prayer, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us at 970-245-PRAY or at prayer at fellowshipgj.com. Thanks again. We hope to see you next week.